Real stories from the team at Northern California's country radio station. Jen, Dano, and Amber and Tanner in the morning. You are Inside Froggy 92.9. Welcome Inside Froggy 92.9. I'm Dano, and I'm joined by the whole Froggy family. Come on, let's make some noise. Feeling good. He's feeling good in the 97.7 The River Studio. <laughs> we just take over anything we need when we want it. Yeah, we just kick down the door and say, get out of here. It's froggy time. We've got <laughs> that is exactly what we do. We've got five stations here at 1410 Neo Thomas Avenue in Santa Rosa, just off of Farmer's Lane, right across from what used to be Johnny Garlic's, right across from what used to be AAA, right across from what used to be Sizzler, I mean grilling and chilling. But we're still here. All right, you're the one that said we were running out of time. (laughs) (laughs) Depending on what's going on in the building, sometimes we end up in different studios. We typically record in KSRO. There is breaking news right now. There's a fire outside Guerneville. So KSRO is covering that fire, so... 97.7 97.7 The River, the Danny Wright Show. Nice enough to let us be uh, in his studio today. So thank you, Danny Wright. Thank you, Danny. This is such a different studio than ours. I feel like it doesn't smell this way, but it looks like it smells like hand sanitizer in here. It's definitely clean, and our door studio isn't dirty. Yeah, I, th- I think it's just the hardwood floors that's throwing me mm. off. I'm not used to that. The carpet in the Froggy studio is slightly old. Yeah. It was old when I started here 12 years ago. <laughs> that could use some work. We got it clean, didn't we? That's true. We did. So we always uh, tell one story each on the podcast, and we always come up with an interesting way to figure out who is going to tell their story first from behind the scenes here at the station. And so I think today, what are we going to do? What should we do? Give me one, Jen. Give me something. What should we, how should we do it? I have nothing. You have nothing. I shouldn't. Tanner. The first letter... Of the deodorant you use. Oh, well, that's perfect. And then A to Z, whatever. Sure. Okay. My, I use Tom's of Maine. I use Estee Lauder deodorant. I'm pretty sure I use Degree. <laughs> I also use Degree, but I use Degree Clinical. Yes. The one in the white? I think because I'm a dude, the one... Oh, no, I use the dudes. The dude one? I sweat. <laughs> my, apparently, you're supposed to put that on at night before you go to bed, and I didn't know this. Until recently, and I've been sweating through every single shirt that I own for like two weeks, and I haven't known why, but now I know. Knowing is half the battle. So we have, I'm a T, you're a, what did you say? I'm a D. D degree? Degree. And Jen's degree, and you're an E. So, but your degree, Tanner's degree, clinical? Yep. And you're just regular degree? I honestly have no idea. I just buy the bulk pack at Costco because I know what it looks like and I know that I like it. Well, I feel bad that Tanner has to be degree clinical. So how about you go first? Tanner does too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my story, it's kind of all about what's happening right now with the thunderstorms and this crazy weather. I guess I had this kind of privileged approach to firestorms from evacuations to your power being out because I was talking about it with my girlfriend and I was like, The world is in complete chaos right now, and I have no idea how I feel about it. I mean, there are non-wet hurricanes happening in the Midwest. Like, what even is that? And in the South, there was just a bunch of hurricanes recently. And growing up in the Pacific Northwest, we never had anything like that at all. We had one earthquake when I was a kid called the Nisqually earthquake. And people still talk about where they were during the Nisqually earthquake. And it's kind of just this awkward situation where I never had to deal with anything my entire life. Like there's not even any poisonous animals or 
or plants. The state of Washington is basically a giant sleeping bag. (laughs) (laughs) That feels completely safe. So I guess uh, through my experience with Kincaid and everything else, my eyes are being open to not only here in California, we have to deal with stuff like this, but all across the country. And I'm just kind of coming to a realization of, oh my God, I kind of had a really privileged life because I didn't have to deal with anything. And so I guess my question is, are, are you used to these thunderstorms and these power outages and everything yet? Or does every single time that something comes up, does it feel new and still kind of crazed? Or are you just at this point now where it's like, oh, well, we're dealing with another power outage? I think as far as the power outages go, that's kind of something that's happened enough times in my lifetime. Like, oh, the power went out because there was a bad storm. Like, that's definitely something that's just like, if our power goes out, our power goes out. But I was talking with my wife and my neighbor. I've lived in California for 35 years, and I've never experienced the thunderstorm that we experienced at least here. Like I have when I've been in South Dakota, I have when I've been in Colorado, but nothing like that I can ever remember happening in California. And then as far as the wildfires, I think because we here, since we are in the broadcast industry, we get so immersed in it and it becomes so much a part of our lives that we're like jaded and immune to the like the shock of it all. It's almost just fatigue. Do these thunderstorms and fires that are popping up in Napa County and here in Sonoma County now, is it the same feeling than when Kincaid happened? Or of course, it's at a different scale. But is that same kind of fear factor still there? Definitely still worried about it. But, like, I feel a lot more prepared, like, slightly more prepared. Again, I think a lot of it's just fatigue. Just, it's like I'm exhausted of being exhausted about being scared of what to do in case of a fire. Yeah. I mean, with respect to the fire, it's just sort of like, you know, you literally can feel, like, all of Sonoma County, like, cinching their belt up and they're like, time to ride. Like, it's just, (laughs) and getting ready for it, like, it's a season, like it's Christmas. We're just like, okay, here it comes, you know, and that's never been a part of life around here. And yet part of it is also one, our job, Jen, but two, I do remember when I was a kid, you'd hear about a big forest fire or you'd see it in the sky, but it was trapped in the newspaper and you throw the newspaper away and it just doesn't exist after that in 1993. You just sort of hear about it. Or now you see a flame, you can take a picture of it and share with 584 people on command. Get live video of what's happening right now in in a valley in Napa that I would have never seen in my life. I mean, even Kincaid, to some of the areas, to get to some of the areas that were affected by Kincaid was a trek. So, which isn't to demean or diminish anything that's happened with any of those fires and say that they don't matter. I'm just saying as far as the impact to you as you as a person, we just have so much exposure to so much with the distance between the terror and yourself is much shorter than it's ever been. And yet it's not actually a threat. You just get the terror. It's sort of weird. Hmm. Amber, did you have any kind of like the natural weird things that you had to deal with where you grew up? Basically tornadoes thunderstorms and hurricanes. So it's completely different. And it's funny because I was talking to someone that lives here and they were like, like we're all kind of afraid of each other's own natural disasters. Cause I was like, a fire, wait, <laughs> excuse me, a fire NATO. Like that's a new thing that happened recently. So um, that was in Southern California. Right. So death Valley. 
specifically. Um, so Th- that yeah. happened here though too. The fire NATO in, in Tubbs Fire. Oh gosh, see it's terrifying. You can't see with the thunderstorms. You just like stay inside, and we had the infrastructure to prepare us for thunderstorms, and it was you know hot and humid, not dry. How often so, would you have thunderstorms in Georgia? So basically, thunderstorms are prevalent in the South in the summer, and it would we would have a thunderstorm every single day in the summer, and it would it would be kind of like it was yesterday, where it would like storm and rain for like 20 minutes and then stop and then it might like rain again later but you would just go inside it would rain and then you go back outside and you'd be like oh my god like there's smoke coming off the asphalt because it was so hot and then the rain was cold and then it's really humid and gross but then you know if you live on the coast you also experience the hurricanes and like evacuations and flooding and all that annoying stuff but i mean we're just prepared for that stuff because it's been like that since the beginning of time i guess i don't know is I just still think it's not as bad as what everyone's gone through here. Does that make sense? Can I address the elephant in the room? Because an earthquake will mess you up bad. A real earthquake, when that hits, that's going to be like all... I feel like that's all of this on steroids. It's going to... Because it will then cause fires. And so it's like... it's going And just the ruptures and, you know... That 89 quake was serious. The Loma Prieta. I don't know if you how much you've heard about that, but you probably you've heard about that at all. Wait, is that the one that like collapsed the bridge and? Yeah, that was the big, that one happened the, during the World Series, right? That was the World Series earthquake, and you had a double decker bridge, the Bay Bridge, which is no longer there in that form. The top decker crashed down into the bottom decker, and you had people who were trying to still jump it because they didn't know what to do. It's a freeway, and among many many other things. So that's the one that's going to probably happen at the end of the year just to cap off 2020 real nice but i feel like don't put that evil on i'm just saying i feel like just just... because it's 2020 we aren't as freaked out about these little fires that are popping up everywhere and these thunderstorms and this crazy weather just because it's almost like do you guys feel numb to a certain extent where like all this is happening if this happened to me back in 2018 in seattle I, i would be a nervous wreck But I just think because of all the experiences that, you know, we've had in this, you know, year and a half, I think I'm kind of dull to it. We're also on high alert because of COVID. I mean, we're already, it's like, you're already tense and then it's like, hey, additional zombies are showing up. You're like, yeah, I know. I've already got these zombies. Yeah, like there's already 50 (laughs) zombies in front of me. Like, I'll I'll get to it when I get to it. When I think too, at this point, we're, we're so prepared to jump on a mic and like report on anything that's happening. So it's like, yeah, it's... Right now, it's a little fire, but, like, is it going to—I mean, they jump, they move, they grow. Like, so you don't really know. It's like you almost can't get freaked out when it's a small fire because if you do it for every small fire, you're going to be cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, it's like the boy that cried wolf. Well, yeah, and you just don't want to stress yourself out. But then you're also like, okay, but I also still need to be prepared if this little fire does turn into a big fire, but I can't be stressed about it. I don't know if that makes sense. It is what it is. That's what, kind of I'm where stab I'm at. You. <laughs> and, and this is how stressful for it, it is for us to try and support and cover it. Just imagine if you're trying to stop it. Yeah. You know, I mean, imagine, imagine having to be the one to allocate the resources to know, okay, is that going to burn out on its yeah. own? Is that, I mean, and the, all the PTSD that they go through fighting those things. I got a call from uh, Amber and I's buddy, Dominic from Middletown. He was basically like, I- I'm going to work against the fires for the first time after having a couple of weeks off. Mm. I could return tomorrow. I could return in a month from now. I really have no idea what's going to happen. I'm not going to know until I get there. Hmm. And it's just that idea of, 
Well, it, it's happening. <laughs> and and it, it just, it seems so nonchalant to me, which is surprising. I think it's a defense mechanism, honestly. Yeah. I think that if we think about it too much, we're, like I said, you're going to go like crazy being stressed out about it. Yeah. And I think it's just a defense mechanism. Yeah. I will say that from my experiences seeing firefighting up close, and I've not seen all of it, this is just what I have seen. My vision of what it was like was that you have like a big wall of flames and then you have all the firefighters around it and they're just like, ah, okay, okay, water, go! Like it's just that level of like freak out. You think of like Chicago PD and stuff it's like just that. Naturally what you think and they just run screaming at it until they put it out. And from what I saw in the areas that I saw, uh, this was mostly in Kincaid. Actually, it was all in Kincaid. They're walking along and they're checking and, they're, and there's no talking even going on. They're just, it's a, such a, you don't realize what a big area 10,000 acres is until you're on foot in it, you know, and, and like the various nooks and crannies of all the you know, ravines and crevasses. And it just, so they're just kind of walking through and some of them are taking breaks and some of the, so it was interesting to see a little bit of that up close. Some of that intense stuff does happen. But from what I saw, the times I've been around, it's not been that level of uh, freak out. Yeah. I always like to try to empathize and I try yeah. to get in their heads and I try to get in a firefighter's head. And I guess I was just sort of comforted to see that they weren't out there like bleeding from their eyes from what I saw, which doesn't mean that they're not working, but it just, you know, I can imagine that that would be sustainable to be, at, you know, turned up to 11 for 55 hours it's probably like how a lot of people think we have like vinyl records in our hands like exactly. putting it on a turntable and like doing all this crazy stuff but sometimes tanner just is uh eating a crunch wrap supreme in the office exactly you know we're not sitting here like get out of my studio not enough room for you and my ego <laughs> all right let me do this <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about? That, that I do that every day to salespeople. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tanner, thank you for sharing. Sorry I brought you to this cruel, thunderous place. No, I'm glad. I'm very glad I'm here. <laughs> I, I feel like I've grown up so much in the past year and a half that I've lived here, and you, you don't realize what the real world is like until you have some of these experiences. Like I said, I I was in a sleeping bag for 22 years, <laughs> and I feel like now I am finally out in the wilderness. <laughs> Jen, you also have degree, D, degree uh, deodorant. What's your story? My story is actually related to fire, actually. Um, I was sitting on the couch the other night, and we were talking about updating our go bag and, like, making sure, like, we have everything that we need going into fire season. Mm -hmm. And my wife says, well, what are we doing with Moo? And I'm like, my child? She's, she's coming with us. Yeah. Your cat. Yeah. My cat. And she's like, oh, oh, okay. And I'm like, what do you mean? What are we doing with She's going to set her loose and say, go, kitty. Like, no. <laughs> like, if, they're, if they say you have to evacuate, we're taking the cat yeah. and our go bag and we're finding somewhere to go. Like, I don't understand why this is even a question. Yeah. And that's really, that was just really my story that I just was shocked. Like, even like 20 minutes later, I was like, I still can't believe you asked me whether or not we were going to take the cat. 
I, I'll take the cat before I take you. Darren Kincaid, one thing that was keeping people going while we were broadcasting all night and yada, 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 was the fact that there's two little cats in Amber and I's office. <laughs> it was that first time you don't realize like how hard it is to get a cat in a cage when you're like, you have to go in the cage. This isn't like you going to the vet. This isn't you like having to go get neutered. Like, this is worse than getting neutered. <laughs> you have to go. When Kincaid happened, my girlfriend took our cats to Dublin where her aunt lives. It's just kind of weird. You don't realize cats can be, like, as mobile as dogs. Or a dog, you can just, like, all right, hop in the car, Remy, you know? I'm, I'm taking the cat. Yeah. I'll take the only the cat if that's yeah. my only option. I'm like, I'll take the cat before I take you. Like, that's you what better. I said. <laughs> that's exactly what I said. Jen, what was your what was her response? She just was like, oh, yeah, oh, okay. And then it, and then she was like, well, what if it's just recommended that we evacuate? And I was like, well, I'm not evacuating until I have to. Because yeah. if, if they say they recommend it, that, then that's when I'm like, okay, we have the time to really make sure that I have everything. But when we're evacuated, the cat's coming. Like, it just, that just was a dumb question. That would be a real deal, Holyfield, if from where you are in Santa Rosa to be evacuated, I mean, that would be... Yeah, we don't even lose power. We're pretty lucky. Yeah. Unlike Tanner. Unlike Tanner. Where I am the first one to always lose power and the last one to get it back. <laughs> Gotta ben, love Bennett Valley. Bennett Valley. <laughs> Bennett Valley. All right, that I just wanted to share that in case anyone was curious, I will take my cat before I take another human being and mm -hmm. or clothes. I respect that. I think the question that you're, you're nipping at here is, has your significant other ever just said something that's made you just aghast? That you just couldn't even believe. I'm sure Cole has said a few things. Amber? <laughs> Do you have an hour? <laughs> I really can't think of anything right now. We've all met Cole, but... I mean, just going off that, I was worried about what I would do with my dog. Because Santa was like, come stay with me. And I was like, but I have a puppy. He was like, I have two children. Like, it's fine. Just come. And, you know, he's really hyper. So I was worried. But luckily enough, Dana was like, he can just stay in Harvey's room. And in his kennel. It's just like... Don't let him hurt the children. <laughs> like, okay, we'll figure it out. I can but. imagine a world of Remy getting excited and just like, boop, knocking everywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. Over. Oh, yeah. yeah. Are you kidding? But he, he was, I think he was good. And it's scary. You're like, what am I going to do with this creature that I love so much? And I want him to yeah. be comfortable. But like, he slept on the air mattress with us and just dealt with it. Yeah, you can't explain to animals like, hey. <laughs> There's a wildfire happening. <laughs> like, dog would be like, what is a fire? Yeah, I have no idea what that is. We watch Chicago <laughs> PD sometimes, and that's my only reference. Well, my cat's dead, so I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what else I can say about this topic. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. She's talking about getting another one, though. Talking really? I hope this one's a little nicer. I'm just kidding. <laughs> talking about it. Well, Jen, thank, thank you, you for thank you for sharing your story. I appreciate it. Amber, you were, what was it again? Estee Lauder. Estee Lauder. It's like a roll-on deodorant. I don't know. My grandma buys it for me. Isn't that a makeup company? It is, but they make this really awesome roll-on deodorant. That it works very well. Why does it sound like your deodorant wears Gucci? I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. My grandma seems like I was like really sweaty in high school, you know, hormones and what all. I don't know why I'm talking about this right now, but nothing would work. And she bought me this and for some reason it works. So I feel you. Yeah. You know, you find that, find that perfect. I had that with the normal degree for... 15 years of my life, and now it just stops working. That's what I was going to say. One day out of the blue, that ain't going to work anymore. You got this no. crap. <laughs> you know what the secret is? 
I actually do. I switch up my deodorant. So sometimes I sometimes I wear. I try to wear like Secret, like once or twice a week. But most of the time, I wear Estee Lauder. When I was in high school, my dad was like, "You're not gonna smell ever." I got you this stuff, Mitchum. Mitchum. Yeah. Oh yeah. I tried that uh-huh. too. Mitchum. It's like this clear liquid. Gel. Do you know it, Tanner? I yeah. put it on. I have a really morbid story about that specific. I put it on and it made my armpits blister. Yeah, because it's got the most aluminum of any of the uh, uh, deodorants, and yeah. that's supposedly what gives you Alzheimer's. Supposedly. Depending, depending You'll on, never smell. Yeah. I would rather forget that I <laughs> <laughs> smell. <laughs> Sorry, Amber. Right, we hijacked sorry. your story. Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> we got talk. We started talking about deodorant. Right. I got excited. I hijacked my own story. I got excited about deodorant. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people relate. So last night I get this Instagram DM from my friend Michelle. And what it says is, <laughs> I just look at my phone and it says, ugh, Virgos are the worst. <laughs> and I laugh so hard because Tanner's a Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I sent it to him and I was just like, look at this. And he was like, dang, Michelle, hit me where it hurts. Like, <laughs> and I was like, well, she's probably kidding. And also, obviously it's like not true. And then Tanner told me that, he actually relates to being a Virgo. Yeah. Um, and over time, I've actually started to relate to being an Aquarius, sort of. So I was wondering, what's your sign? Do you relate to it? And if you don't know anything about your sign, I got you. You're a Cancer, Dan. You look at. Okay. How did you know that? <laughs> he sure is. <laughs> Wait, how did you know that? Because your birthday is July 10th, and oh, that's okay. Cancer, right? I don't know anything about my sign. I I've looked at it before. And I've been like, oh, yeah, that's me. But then I've looked at other signs. I'm like, mm, also me. Because you have a sun sign, a moon sign, yeah. and a rising sign. Isn't that convenient? So <laughs> what? tell me about myself. I mean, am I actually a cancer in your opinion? I think so. I think you probably have a little bit of Leo in there somewhere. Oh, what yeah. do you think, Jen? Yeah. yeah? What is it? Well, okay, let's start sorry. with cancer. Okay, What's let's cancer? start with cancer. So cancer is uh, a water sign. It's the crab. Yes. But typically, uh, cancers are seen as like the mom and pop bears of astrology. But um, some strengths to cancer are like um, you are tenacious. You also love really hard. Yes. And you're very outgoing and passionate. Centric. You're, no, I'm trying to figure out how to say like maybe what like your weaknesses would be. Just say and how it. you like would relate to them. I don't you know. What do you, you think, Jen? You don't want to tell your boss how he sucks? Is that, <laughs> what you, is that it? <laughs> no, it's not that you suck. Like, uh, <laughs> It's that you're sensitive. Oh, yeah. And, like, you get emotional. I'm not saying you do. That's, like, a weakness. It's, like, sensitivity, mm-hmm. and you get emotional and things like that. But that's also um, a symptom. Not a symptom. <laughs> It's a symptom of your sickness of being a cancer. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I think cancers are great. And I have a friend who's Michelle, my friend who's really into astrology. That she hates me, me apparently. Night. She she is a cancer. <laughs> Wait, I don't want to stick on me too long, but you said Leo too. What's my Leo that you think is in there? Leos, they love attention. <laughs> no. Never. Dano not <laughs> I'm sorry. No. He just wants attention. <laughs> Move on to somebody else. This thing's full of it. 
I'd, Have I gone too far? I'd do a whole post about what shorts I'm wearing at Country Summer, but I don't want anyone to pay attention to me. I'm pretty sure it. at Country Summer you said, I'm not wearing underwear. <laughs> underwear shorts. So that makes me a Leo. There's the sensitivity. <laughs> All right, Jen, come on. What about your son? I'm a Gemini. I don't know a ton about it, but, you know, two personalities seems pretty on point for me. I'm either, I'm like, what are those little candies? Sweet and sours. Mm, sour accurate. That, yeah, sour. Accurate. Sour patch kids. Yeah, at first I'm sour and then I'm sweet. Warheads. Dude, warheads, man. Well, the thought of eating warhead right now <laughs> gives me heebie-jeebies. The back of my tongue literally just retched. Oh, my whole mouth. Ugh. But I don't know the full spectrum of my signs, so. <laughs> no, you nailed it. Like, okay, that's what I thought. Gemini is like... I could see how you relate to be being a Gemini because there are like two parts of your personality where a Gemini can be like a really fun and like sociable person and they adapt well to other people, which is also strength for cancer as well. Jen can be maybe she'll be fun and sociable in one moment and then or another day or another second she wants to be alone and she just wants to be at her house and what? with her cat. And she's serious. All right, so it's there like... might be something to this astrology <laughs> stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I I mean, Tanner, what are some ways that you relate to being a Virgo? I don't know much about being a Virgo other than kind of socially I awkward. I thought you had a girlfriend. Huh? What? I don't get it, Dan. It's a virgin joke. Oh. <laughs> Please explain to the children in the room. Draw my uh, <laughs> attention to myself over here. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> I don't know much about Virgos, and I probably need to be enlightened, uh, other than that we're more selfish than other signs. That's my basic understanding, and we care about ourselves and that a, a, a little bit more. Like, we're the center of our own attention all the time, and that we're just kind of awkward. <laughs> that, that's my basic understanding in that we don't deal with conflict very well. That's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> when I was when I was texting Tanner last night and he was just like, yeah, Virgos are the worst, but I relate to it a lot. And I was like, what, you you relate to being really hardworking and loyal? He was like, are those characteristics? And I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I think you should relate to that. Like all the goodness that comes with it, like this astrology sign, even if it's like you don't believe in it, you can you can look at it and be like, yeah, I am hardworking, and I do have a lot of strength, and maybe sometimes I might be overly critical of myself, which is a weakness of a Virgo, but, you know, these are things I can do to shape my personality and change, and... It's hard. You. It's hard to look at the positives of Virgos when like everything's on the internet. Like oh, Virgos are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, God, I'm I'm glad I came out two weeks early <laughs> to be a Virgo. <laughs> How dare you? Right? I'm like, could, if I came out at the wrong, at the right time for my mom, maybe I would be a totally different person. Who knows? No weird. I think your name has a bigger impact on you than than your than your sign. You ever met a homeless guy named Benedict? <laughs> Me personally? Have you ever met a homeless no. guy named Benedict? But I've also never been to the UK. I'm just like, Ooh. I like you, if you gave someone a name. That's like saying, have you ever met a tanner that wasn't wearing New Balances? <laughs> like, <laughs> just a thought. Like, Kevin Williams will never be president, ever, ever. I'm going to find a Kevin Williams. I'm <laughs> yeah. going to turn him into a president. That director, Takeda Wakatiti, I apologize. I don't know his name. <laughs> Wakiti. 
to, he he directed Thor Ragnarok and a couple of Mandalorian episodes. His name is like Takita Watiti. I don't don't apologize. I do not know his name, but it's a very like unique name. If he was named Dave Jones, like no one's hiring that guy. Like that's, maybe if he was an accountant. That's why Dwayne Johnson had to be the Rock. The Rock. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like so. Steve Austin had to be Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> to be cool. I don't know why I'm only thinking of wrestling. I've never watched wrestling a day in my life. <laughs> like Sasha, Sasha Felix is going to make it more than like Karen Cooner. That's why it's always weird to look at like celebrities' real names. Because yeah. like, isn't Bruno Mars's name like? His name's Peter. Peter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Peter, whatever his no. last name. I'm pretty sure his, his last name's Fernandez. Peter Fernandez. Could you imagine talking to Uptown Uh-oh. Funk? Hey, it's Mark Ronson and Peter Fernandez. I see what I mean? It actually, might be yeah. Hernandez, but oh, you see <laughs> what I mean? So, I d- oh, even better, it's Peter Gene Hernandez. Gene. <laughs> Coming up next, Gene. Peter Gene with Uptown Funk. <laughs> I, th- I think I, I totally see your point, but I think we're starting to lose that. A little bit. I think people are becoming more comfortable with their names. Also, I, th- I think parents are like considering what they're naming their children a lot more than what they're like. Oh, we'll name a Billy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think now people take more time and consideration of my kid's going to be the next Peter Hernandez. Exactly. <laughs> We've been naming a bunch of future stars rather than Bill Thompson Jr. Mm-hmm. The second. <laughs> Ooh, I have an idea. If you had a child tomorrow, like Umbrella Academy style, mm-hmm. what would the name for that child be right now? The name of your next child. Jordan. Boy or girl. Nice. Is there a reason for that? I already. I just, I really like that name, and I think it is good for boys and girls. It's like a kind of a gender neutral name. Yeah. Um, I also like the name Aiden for a boy, but Jordan would be my first. We're never having kids. Katie hates that name anyway, but I would still name a kid Jordan. I already did this twice. I'm not doing a third time. (laughs) Nolan and Harvey are pretty good names, so I'm going to stick with that. Yes, I remember the process. (laughs) Both were born for two days each with no name while we fought about what the name would be. You know, my parents didn't register my birth certificate two months after I was born. Fun fact. So what's your real birthday? I have no idea. It could be August 31st. I have no idea. You have a while to do it, right? Yeah, yeah you like, do have some time. It's like a year or something ridiculous was, like that. I got my birth certificate. I was like, you guys really stretched this out like a little too far for my liking. I, I threw it off on a name tangent. Sorry. I just I, I feel like the name is a little kind of similar to the name is like a secondary astrological sign. It also determines a lot about who you are, I think. Anyone wants to know what I'd name my child? Yeah, I do. <laughs> what would you name your child? Uh, it's you know what's funny is everything I've wanted to name my child. Someone's beat me to it in my family, Dang. and I, I it's just like I'm running out of names, guys. I'm getting older and I'm running out of names. But like my grandfather's name is William, my dad's name is William, and my brother's name is William. So I feel obligated to like have for him to at least have that middle name. And as for a girl, I would like to name like a girl something cool like. Ryan, like a boy's name, so she'd be really cool. Yeah, I'm not saying like Ryan would be it, but I haven't really thought about it much. <laughs> what do you you have some picked out, don't you? Yeah. Okay. Benjamin for a boy. If I pop Good. out a boy, that's Benjamin Edward Chambers is the name. You won't be wow. popping out anything. Definitely not. At least I hope not. Popping out some joints. I mean, you know, because he's old. <laughs> not marijuana. 
<laughs> Let me backtrack. <laughs> My joke's not very good. Uh, but anyway. And if I have a girl, I, I haven't even... I mean, I've pitched this one before, but I don't think it will happen. Lennon for a girl. That's I a like good that. one. Yeah. but I uh, gave you that idea. Didn't yeah. Thomas Rhett just do that? Yeah. Did he? Yeah. Remember? Tanner doesn't remember any conversations uh, we no. ever have, apparently. I don't remember yeah. what we talked about on the show this morning. <laughs> I also told Dano that if he has a girl, he should name her McLean after John McLean because he loves Die Hard so much. I almost might have a third child because <laughs> of that. Don't do it. You can't McLean. Get your time as it is. McLean, but, but to make you feel better, Dano, because I know with your horoscope, I was feeling like maybe your your astrology was feeling maybe I'm hurt sensitive. your feelings a little I'm bit. Sensitive. An Aquarius, um, I can relate to the weaknesses. An Aquarius is like is supposed to be like this new, unique, and creative person, but the weaknesses are that they're temperamental, moody, and aloof, and I relate to all of those things. <laughs> so I hope you feel better. I do. I feel I feel bad because I feel like I, I cut you off in the middle of your story, so I'm sorry. <laughs> well, now it's your turn, right? It is. I'm the last one. Dano, so. you use Tom. <laughs> I like your robot voice. Thanks. I've been practicing it in case I need it for a very important commercial. <laughs> so my story is um, I wanted to talk a little bit about Ellen Degenerate. Ellen DeGeneres, Ellen DeGeneres, Ellen The Ellen Show, at The Ellen Show. Can we talk about her? Yeah. In that whole situation. Is anyone else interested in that, or is it just me? I'm absolutely interested. Yeah. I, it's one of the few, like, kind of tabloidy stories that I've been following lately. Mm -hmm. And it's been a very long process, which is kind of weird for stories like this, because stories that typically pop up in pop culture, it's like, it's here today, it's gone tomorrow. This keeps just happening in a slow and steady process. So I first heard about it from, I saw Eloy from Hot 1017, does mornings on Hot 1017, good friend of ours. He posted about it, and he was just like, Ellen Show being investigated for work, for toxic workplace, and it was just like a screaming emojis, like total shock. And I was like, wow, that's shocking. And so obviously very interested to see, well, just how bad is it? And I think what's been really interesting is to see the one that, t that just set me off the other day was I was so I've been reading some of the articles. So Brad Garrett has said it's well known the actor uh, from Everybody Loves Raymond says well known. It's not a good time to go on our show. Leah Thompson, the actress, also said the same thing. And so I kind of I'll take that seriously. But this this was an article in the Daily Mail. That's what I get for reading the Daily Mail, but whatever. And it's kind of a tabloidy publication in the UK. It was an interview with someone who had done a segment with her, you know, a fan who had done a segment with her. And the complaints were that she was sort of sullen between takes and just generally she didn't have a good time. And it's like I couldn't take it anymore, and I jumped on my socials because five or 600 people needed to know what I thought. And talk to the masses. It's it's yeah, my masses. <laughs> he was needing some attention. I was. Yeah. So. And he was sensitive if anyone disagreed. <laughs> Y'all gotta stop. <laughs> I just couldn't take it because it's just so hilarious to me. Depending on how the world feels, we're gonna eviscerate 
or illuminate Ellen DeGeneres. It's like happening again. 1995, she comes out. That's a, I mean, she ruined her career. She dropped a bomb on her career by telling the world who she was. That show ended. She couldn't get anything. She said she was in the lowest place in her entire life. And she only was able to drag herself back up by writing and doing stand-up and, and focusing on herself and her craft and this positive thing of who she was and it helped change the world. I mean, literally helped change the world and helps build this show and she gets Dory and it's sort of like, and the pinnacle moment is she just got, was it a, an Academy Emmy? What was that Lifetime Achievement Award that they just gave her? Golden Globe? I don't know. I know she got the Presidential uh, Medal of Honor from Obama too. I think yeah. it was the Golden Globes. Probably. And they gave her a really, like, she, she gave a really funny speech, and it's like, okay, like, this is... She released a comedy special again. This is like, okay, the story's in it. With, with, like, Robert Downey Jr.'s done with drugs, he's Iron Man, and now he's done with Iron Man, and, like, we're this is through the process. And it's like, nope, <laughs> we feel, we're having a pandemic, and we're kind of bored. We feel like crucifying this person again. And, like, the, what's being leveled against her from some fans is, like, that she's not making out with them between takes. That a she's bit. kind of that she's kind of an asshole. To, like, that's the complaint. To my understanding of reading stories, it's, the stories have been more focused on producers and people that have worked Correct. on the show. She fired three of her biggest producers yes. this week. Well, what's your take on that compared to fan experiences rather than... Because I've heard that sometimes the people that smile the brightest on the camera are the biggest jerks off the camera. Correct. And that's really what is part of my point. Kind of all of these people are that way. One, what do you expect from them? This is a very weird job that they have to have millions of people recognize your face. I mean, and we've all seen some fans go way above and beyond, way over the line with artists. I have banned people. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so if that happened to you enough in your life, couldn't you imagine you'd become a little jaded and reserved except when it was time to act? One. Two. People are not on. Who doesn't have a bad day? Three. Many other talk show hosts specifically. David Letterman was supposed to was a monster. very, very cold. Didn't talk to guests beforehand. When they would come out, walk out, that was the first time that they would meet him, the only time they would meet him. And by the way, let me point out that he literally had a sex den above the stage that he would take his one of his assistants to, and he had a relationship with her in the studio, like in the theater. I think it was below. <laughs> so my, but my my point is, is like, so we're holding, we're holding Ellen to some like double standard where she can't be mean. Well, I, doesn't that seem sexist? I don't even think that the her quote unquote being mean is the actual issue. I think the bigger issue is the behind the scenes sexual misconduct, sexual misconduct and the racism that people have experienced. Again, none of none of those complaints have come from Ellen. So it's kind of two. It's two sides for me. Because I agree with you. You also have to think Ellen, she has like 77 jobs and TV shows and things that she does. Ellen's just the face of a giant operation that Correct. happens under her umbrella. Which is the problem on both sides. Right. 
because it's okay. Well, yeah, it's the Ellen DeGeneres show, but there's 50 bajillion producers and blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, it's the Ellen DeGeneres show. It's your show. Right. right. So, and you have complete control. Over- and you have, you have to take some sort of accountability. And I just, I don't see her as being a person who instructs a producer to tell the guest to not talk, don't look me directly in the eye. Like that's been one of the things because that's just, that's just a weird gaslighting control thing coming from right. a producer. But, but suppose even if she, even if that was the case, how there are many stars that do that. And why are we suddenly feeling the need to just like, it just, it feels like a witch hunt where with some truth in it, it sounds like the producers were over the line. It sounds like, that's part of the culture in that industry anyways, and I would not be shocked if it was, but it just, it feels, it just feels weird. It's like, of all the people that we're going to round up and do this to, there's nobody, so are we going to do a ex- thorough examination of every single show now? Who else is doing this? Well, I think right now is a time where we are taking the time to examine those shows and correct a lot of behavior. I think for whatever reason, I think that it's I ju- it just irks me that it's her. I, I guess I yeah. guess, but just based on what her story as a she, I guess what I'm saying is is she should have the right to be an asshole just like everybody else. I, like Even, I don't I don't want that to be the case, but it feels like she shouldn't be held to some extra double standard that she can't do that. My issues has never been with she might be an asshole. Like guess what? Have some of y'all met me on a certain day? Because I can be an asshole. That's just how we are my issue is if there is a systematic issue within your team that is causing people to feel like they're being judged because of their sexual orientation because they're a female because of their race that is something that you need to as the face of it be excuse my language be aware of what's going on and take charge fire people hold people accountable and create a better working environment because people are going there to work for Ellen because yeah. Ellen is so rad and yes. she does have a great story and she's done so much good stuff for people. But then imagine going and working there and your producer like is like, Oh, Hey, I'm going to make fun of you because you're gay and you're not going to get this job that you should get because you're black. And like, correct, correct. That's a problem. Right. If a producer can fire someone over having Chipped, painted fingernails. Like Alan can fire someone for Wait, racial. What? Was but, yeah. that was that part of it? Yeah, it's a real story. It what was, is it? Yeah, she was a she, she was a waitress at the restaurant that Ellen was at, and she wrote a bad review about her. Ellen wrote a bad review about her this waitress because apparently she had chipped fingernails, and Ellen told her boss like, "You should fire this girl because she had chipped fingernails." It's really extremely unprofessional. Really at bad. a restaurant that she went to. This is allegedly. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, that's weird. But I feel the same way Jen does, and pretty much everyone else kind of touched on how I feel, was like, you know, it's understandable. It's okay to, like, not be friendly. No one's asking that of you. No one's asking you to smile. No one's asking you to, like, you know, treat me like I'm a princess or anything like that. But there is a sense of level of respect that you should treat people with. And when things yeah. become, when things become, like, derogatory, like Jen was saying, when it's, like, an issue with race and sexuality, that's when, you know, it needs to be addressed. That's when, like, that's that's when it makes you being an asshole not okay. I've read stories about David Letterman, uh, or Dave Letterman, when he would walk in the hallway, he demanded everyone else leave that hallway immediately. I just think those days of those giant ego trips of these stars, it's over because with social media, I mean, it's another big example. Like, 
You aren't as big of a star as you think you are. Right. Nobody is. At the end of the day, you are an equal person to everybody else. So I just think these expectations of these stars, it's something that's shifting in our culture. And with that, the old culture and the new culture are colliding in this weird way. And this is why we hear stories like this. And the whole need for people to cancel people and destroy them, like, look. Have I looked back at clips of Ellen and they're not good because they're borderline racist or yeah, but that's just stupid humor and you have to, and this is with anyone, any actor that's been a jerk or done something stupid for the most part, people just need to educate themselves and learn to be better people. Yeah. Like no one's out the gates, a perfect person. I've done some messed up stuff. But I've learned that some of the things I have done in my past maybe aren't great. And I have educated myself and I've learned from that. Even in a medium like working in radio, things that were okay maybe 10 years ago aren't okay today. Yeah, I mean, you go to a radio station in the 70s, their stack of tickets are in the drawer next to the pile of cocaine. Like that (laughs) was just, that's old school radio. Yeah. So I made that post. I made a post about it. And then the post I made on my socials was basically making the points that I'm making here. Okay, so it got shared by... Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> it got shared by a jock I know in Chicago, and she's very involved in the rock scene there. I don't think she's on a rock station there anymore. She might even be in Atlanta now. But she was in Chicago for a while. Anyways, um, she's very successful. Her name's Lindsay. On her post, her share, and then also back on my original post, this guy, Zach Myers, comments. And he's got a little blue check mark next to his name. And it says, listen, she's not a pedophile. She doesn't traffic children. But I can certainly say firsthand, she's a super mean person. <laughs> if you're not Bradley Cooper slash Brad Pitt level star, basically F you and anyone who looks like you. I still don't dislike her. Meaning... Even though he she treated him that way, she's still like he doesn't dislike her. But I can say this firsthand with about two dozen of my friends who have been on her show. So I'm like, Zach Myers, who's that? Oh, it's Zach, the guitarist from Shine Down, just like giving me a second chance, commenting <laughs> on my post. <laughs> Anybody know? I don't Nobody's know what Shine Down is. I do. Sometimes goodbye is a second chance. Oh God! <laughs> What's the other one? Don't don't. Are they the ones that do the really good cover of Careless Whisper? Uh, no, that's not them. That's Caesar. Caesar, yes. Is Caesar the one who also did Simple Man? Or no, was they Shine Down does Simple Man. Shine Down is a very good rock band, and he is the guitarist for that rock band, and he's just commenting on my own DeGeneres posts. Hey! <laughs> but, you made it. but he says he still doesn't dislike her. Exactly. And that, I felt have, like that spoke to my point. Have you ever met someone that you really liked that maybe didn't treat you right that you still like? Yes. Oh! Have I ever had a star treat me and my squad badly? And then we still uh, have to play that star every single day. Yeah. And talk about that person. I and, still, and act like I your best still, friends. But see, I wasn't. Yes. I wasn't a fan. Yeah. I'm still not a fan. Yeah. I was. Yeah. Some celebrities are jerks. And, it's just the way it is. And man. I guess yeah, that's you just sort of have to know that. So we can wrap up. Uh, but I just wanted to to get that out there. I was it was on my mind this week, and uh, I was curious how you guys thought. Which Sorry, I thought. didn't know who Shine Down was. I can't believe you didn't know. Who I'll Shine burn you a was, CD. <laughs> can you make please? you a mixtape? Can you like put half and half with like uh, all uh, Smash Mouth or something? <laughs> 
Smash Mouth. <laughs> Imagine being willing to die to go see Smash Mouth live. Oh, God. Like, now that's a topic for another podcast. Madness made the book a home pain. Madness did to explain. Thanks for listening to the Inside Froggy <laughs> 92.9 podcast. We're out of here. Bye. Inside Froggy 92.9 with Jen, Dano, and Amber and Tanner in the morning. Hit subscribe now if you haven't already. And stay up to date with the team on Instagram or Facebook. Follow at Froggy 929. Inside Froggy 92.9. From Amaturo Sonoma Media Group.